Welcome to the Podscape. What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John, last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the man of a thousand gimmicks, John Baker. Happy 2023. Happy New Year to all of the listeners. It was a great 2022. Cannot wait to see where 2023 takes us. And hopefully you checked out last week's episode of the Podski, the 22 Wrapped Edition, uh, where we basically did a rehash of the Holiday Award Show, which hopefully you checked out as well. That was a great episode, a long episode, but a really fun one. Uh, and we also looked at our predictions for 2023. So hopefully uh, everything we predicted comes true and we have uh, some surprises here and there, but very excited for today's show. Something that I did really early on in the Podski. I talked about WWF SmackDown Shut Your Mouth for PlayStation 2. It's one of my most downloaded episodes and I thought it would be a good time to come back, especially since I have way better equipment now. I'm much more comfortable on the microphone. So a do a proper video game review. And I really wanted to talk about this game because this game has a very special place in my childhood heart. It is WWE Smackdown Shut Your Mouth for PlayStation 2. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It like I'm literally wearing a t-shirt of it right now. So like this game is really special to me. I love this game. Just a quick shout out. Uh, to nostalgic land on instagram they are the people that made this t-shirt like you can definitely check them out they have really cool merch they are dropping stuff all the time and it's really good stuff also if you are looking for merch too, check out uh, stash pages matt bovin like they got some awesome stuff on instagram they're always dropping new stuff like they just did an nwo drop for new year's so like they and they did a dx one for christmas like they got really good stuff and it's like the vintage t-shirts of that time so they're they're so awesome i love stash pages nostalgic land i love all of them also wanted to give a huge thank you to all of our listeners we did hit the milestone this was a milestone that I set for myself back around the time that I did this Just Bring It episode. I wanted to hit a thousand downloads by the end of the year, and we literally hit it on New Year's Day. So um, congratulations to all of you listeners. Thank you to all you listeners. Uh, we made it to the 1000 mark. Super thankful and excited for all of you uh, that listen to the show weekly. Uh, if you're just checking it out for the first time, we have some pretty good episodes. Obviously, the uh, beginning episodes are a little rough ski to get through, but uh, we definitely do get better. And i uh, just like to thank all of you for checking out the pod ski. But going to do just a quick wrap-up stuff here. Wrestle Kingdom was this morning. I won't spoil anything for anybody. If you haven't seen the show, uh, the only thing I haven't seen is the main event. And everything else that I saw was pretty darn good. So really excited for... Wrestle Kingdom is always a really good show, so definitely encourage everyone to check out that show. We may do a review on that, uh, probably not. I, I'm not really sure where we're going here. We got we got like, I got a little bit of a plan, but not a full size fleshed out plan of the upcoming episodes and everything. So, but I just did some looking back, and that's kind of how I got to this topic today of SmackDown. Shut your mouth. So, just wanted to give a quick shout out to all you listeners, and we'll get into uh, SmackDown. Shut your mouth. You can mess with Brock Lesnar? I don't think so. Go ahead and run. I will find you. <laughs> 
backstage, in the parking lot, wherever. Bring your alliances. Come with numbers. It makes no difference. Because in here, it's over. F5. Smackdown. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth only for PlayStation 2. Rated T for teen. All right, there you have it. That was the SmackDown Shut Your Mouth commercial. It's such an awesome commercial. Um, especially this is who you saw there or heard there. That was Brock Lesnar. This was his very first showing in any WWE game. So we'll get into the roster and everything here. But uh, if you're unfamiliar with the smackdown series the series starts off on playstation with smackdown uh and then it goes to smackdown 2 know your role and then it goes to the playstation 2 with just bring it which we already covered in the archives and this is the next installment this is the fourth installment this was released on october 31st 2002 uh so and as i already said in the intro like this was like the absolute height of my fandom so um, a quick little story about this game. This was the game that I wanted for Christmas in 2002. And I ended up getting uh, SmackDown Just Bring It. And I, I was slightly devastated. However, like as we said before, Just Bring It was a good game. It just didn't deliver on anything that it was supposed to. While it doesn't deliver and there's some things in there that are just so unforgivable that they did. It wasn't a bad game. It, you know, I, I like to say like that that game is good for what it was, but really, if you think about that game, it was really just a reskin. Only for this time, it was only for PlayStation Two. So th that's pretty much how I like to look at Just Bring It. But SmackDown, shut your mouth. This game, I ended up getting it not that Christmas, but I ended up getting this in the spring of twenty of uh, two thousand three. So I got this like three or four months later. I remember getting it right before WrestleMania 19. And WrestleMania 19 is a top five WrestleMania for myself. And I just love WrestleMania 19. We're going to cover that at long form. Um, I really want to do that for WrestleMania season. So I think I might do that. It's been, you know, it's been 20 years. I think that seems like a really good reason to talk about that WrestleMania. I love that WrestleMania. But this is around the time that I got this. Was a, I remember getting it at Easter. Uh, we went to, if anybody is familiar with the Pennsylvania area, like there is a huge flea market in the Lancaster area called Green Dragon. And I I got this game at a flea market. Um, and I just remember being so excited to play it whenever I got home. Another thing about this game, it did receive much better reviews uh, from its predecessor, the Just Bring It. It received around an 8.2 and an 8.9 rating. It was actually a runner-up in graphics of the year by the GameSpot Awards. Now, typically, I don't usually like to go with those big brand companies and because usually they give you a lot of propaganda on what games they want to push. But back then, these kind of like held some merit, like not quite as much as they do now. But um, it, this game sold over 1 million copies by 2006. So three years later, it, it eclipsed the, the 1 million sales mark. And it was a... Um, 
it was awarded the platinum status by PlayStation. So, it, like, this game was huge. But let's get into the overall presentation and the cover art. I lo love the cover art. Uh, first and foremost, pretty much every single SmackDown game leading up to this was all about The Rock, because The Rock obviously created the word SmackDown. It was definitely his show. But now we got an ensemble cast here. We got Triple H in the front, which obviously, you know, I'm a huge Triple H mark. I love all of that. Uh, so thankfully, he was in the center. And then you got Brock Lesnar over his shoulder with Kurt Angle. And then you have Chris Jericho and Booker T over the other shoulder. So uh, this was really cool to see a lot of diversity in the roster for the first time. It was really a changing of the guard to what is what I say is the best era in wrestling. It's not, to me, it's not the Attitude Era. It's that Ruthless Aggression Era just because you just get the match quality goes through the roof. The storytelling, while edgy, <laughs> it was really edgy. It, it is still really good. But I just remember seeing what you heard in the intro to this, the commercial. I remember seeing that commercial and I was just super stoked to get this game. I could not wait. Seeing, seeing the commercial, it was so cool because... Brock Lesnar was enormous at the time, and to like get him in a video game version was like so, so huge. So what we did for the Just Bring It episode was, did they deliver on the promises? So a lot of things, they put a lot of things on the cover, on the back art. Um, so I'm going to treat this game no differently than I treated Just Bring It, and I'm going to do that for all the video game reviews that we're going to end up doing. We're going to really... Does, we're really going to hone in, does it deliver on what it promises? So we're going to take a look at the roster and the graphics to start with. So the roster was huge improvement over what was Just Bring It. Just Bring It ended up being a huge dud. It only had 44 wrestlers. Uh, and when we get to do Shut Your Mouth, we have 60 wrestlers, and which is huge. It's absolutely enormous. Um, we get Hollywood Hogan. We get Booker T. We get DDP, Lesnar, RVD, the NWO. We didn't get Scott Hall. He had the plane ride from hell thing just kind of happened. So he was removed from the game. Now his model and stuff like that is in there. You can go into the creations and create him. But, you know, it kind of would have been cool to get Scott Hall in the game. We got Randy Orton, his debut. And we also got uh, Billy Kidman. And I loved playing with Billy Kidman just because I knew that he could do the shooting star and the shooting star was just so awesome. The intro features the new SmackDown theme by Marilyn Manson. The Beautiful People theme is just one of my favorites. The Both of the, the SmackDown one and the Raw, the Union Underground song, they're just a chef's kiss. They're so great. Absolutely love those. There's an insane improvement in graphics. So if you remember... Like I said in the Just Bring It episode, Just Bring It looked like PlayStation 1 graphics. This truly looked like a PlayStation 2 game. Every wrestler had its own new like look and model, and it was like there was so much detail in the faces. It was there was a thing that I am gonna bring up constantly throughout this thing is like the details. So like there was so much details even in the arenas. Like there was just so much that they did really well here. That they really made up for for the, all the things that they didn't do and just bring it the lighting in the arenas by far is my favorite across the wrestling games the environment seems so like alive and vibrant because of the crowd signs they really did a good job of capturing the sign era and i i truly love that era and it just it just makes the crowd feel like really real it it, it just looks so great even on 
it still passes the test today, which I think is a is a huge thing for video games. Does it still pass the test today? Speaking of arenas, this is the first game that does the SmackDown Fist. If you know anything about the SmackDown Fist arena, you know it's the best darn arena that they ever did. And it also has the new Raw set with the slanted Titantron. That's my favorite Raw as well. Like, they're so good. One thing that they... And the reason that they were so good is because they're so unique to each other. They're so different. And Raw was more edgier. SmackDown was more in your face. Like, wrestling. Like, they just were so perfect in that time. One thing that SmackDown... Uh, shut your mouth does better than just bring it is that they actually have their own individual arenas for pay-per-views so like i had mentioned before in the previous show just bring it had like the same arena with skins of the pay-per-view so they all look the same they just had a different skin now we had each unique individual arena for that show like you had the king of the ring chair you had the backlash hooks it was so well done. You had this, the SummerSlam arena. The The game was so interactive with the arenas as well. So, like, you could interact with the SmackDown Fist. Like, you could climb the fist and jump off the top. You could go up on the King of the Ring chair. The King of the Ring chair is the one that's most well-known. You could climb up to the King of the... On top of, the, like, the seat of the chair, and you could throw people off the chair or throw yourself off or the problem is that there wasn't a, a, a huge area so you ended up usually falling off you never actually ever got the move off but it was still cool to get up there and do it another thing that you could do like the there was a, a huge emphasis on the game on the back cover about the environments so like you could leave the arena you could do a fight backstage you could fight in the boiler room the parking lot you could go out in the streets you could go in the concourse you could take a freaking subway like you could take the subway a match a subway to Times square and fight in wwe new york like you could do all of that in one match you didn't have to like quit and change game modes you could do all in one match it was insane you could even get in a helicopter like how insane is that like and even another thing you could do too that i remember is if you were facing undertaker you could steal his motorcycle and ride it around and like run him over now you never really got a good chance to run him over just because it was so hard to maneuver but it was still really cool that you could steal it from him because like we all know one of the biggest hilarious duds of all time is hulk hogan trying to steal undertaker's bike and then flooding the engine live on television it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see so if you take uh, one of the problems was when you fell off of these chairs or fists or stuff like that the animation was just so absurd like i want to know who who was the poor soul's body that created that animation because there's no way like somebody had to create that animation and i want to know who it is because there's no way they're alive today <laughs> it's just so ridiculous another thing semi bummer for me at the time i appreciate it now uh is that there wasn't full-length entrances so there would be times like in Triple H's entrance, he would be coming down the ramp and then it would instantly um, snap him. Like the next cut would be of him standing on the ring apron and the music wouldn't be lined up to the spit, which they ended up getting right in future games. But that's even something that they don't even have 100% right in 2K22, which is a huge bummer for me. We do have announcers. So announcers in Just Bring It were absolutely horrendous. We all know that. We've covered that. 
we have JR and the King this time. They are not as prevalent as what they were in Just Bring It. So in Just Bring It, they were always in there all the time. In SmackDown Shut Your Mouth, they're they're kind of the background, the background of the background. So like they're they let the action speak for itself. And they only come in like very so often. And another really cool thing is that they promoted on Just Bring It that they were gonna have like Michael Cole and Taz, like they were on the back of the gate. Well, in season mode, which we are going to talk about, because season mode is so good in this game. In the season mode, they have camera cuts that look directly at JR and the King, and they are voiceovered, which is fantastic. Like, that's exactly what I wanted. And we'll get we'll get to season mode. I don't want to talk about season mode too much yet, but season the the way that they brought in the commentators, it was really really well done. I have to give them uh, hats off to that one. It was very well done considering how poorly they handled just bring it uh let's get into the gameplay so the gameplay is still a fast-paced arcadey style action uh it's back but it's it's more improved because just bring it seemed a little button mashy this was actually moves to what you were kind of doing so it was slowed down a little bit just bring it was super super fast-paced um smackdown shut your mouth was just ever so slightly turned down just a little bit i mean it was still fast paced but it 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 felt good it didn't feel like you were had to rush around and button mash the moves and the movement still to this day they look really good they did a very good mocap on this game i have to say that each wrestler has a different move set and that makes that makes every character unique and different and it makes you not want to play with the same person over and over again it makes you want to try different wrestlers it makes you want to wrestle as william regal or Christian, or Matt Hardy, or even Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy was one of the best players like to play with in the game because of the Swanton, but it, it made you want to try different styles, and I think that's really good in the game. Uh, the addition they did add like camera cuts to moves. If you were if you had like a big devastating move, it would do a camera cut, kind of like it would in the show. And it, it looked really good. It added an extra element of play and immersion that you really want when you're playing a game. I have to go back to the moves. The moves, they have a certain look and snap to them that are a smidge arcadey at times, but they just look so good and so real that at the time, like we weren't getting good stuff like that. And just hats off to them for, you know, really taking the time and getting the moves down right. New to the game was. Uh, a new reversal system so you could do you could reverse finishers for the first time typically whenever you were playing a wrestling game and somebody put their reverse or they put their finisher on you that was it ability to reverse a finisher added a whole new wrinkle to a game especially when you're playing with somebody else because if you timed it up just right and you reverse that finisher oh was it so much fun it's still so much fun. Also, speaking of finishers, you could also steal finishers now. So if you had two two finishers stored, you could steal your opponent's finisher. So if you were Shawn Michaels facing Brock Lesnar, Shawn Michaels would give Brock Lesnar the F5. Or if you were Brock Lesnar, you would give Shawn Michaels the Sweet Chip Music. Like, it was a really, really cool feature that they added. I think that my biggest complaint of the gameplay is that running is so hard. You only run in one direction. You only run north and south and east and west. You don't run northwest, southeast, and you don't run northeast and southwest. 
that really hurts the gameplay for me. It's the only drawback that I have for the gameplay is that you don't have free ability to run wherever you want to. And if you want to have a running offense, like typically you find today in today's games is what I'm used to now, going back and playing it is really hard. As stated before, there's just so much freedom that you could do in the game that you just weren't able to do before. Like you were always stuck in one area. You, you were free to roam wherever you wanted to. You could do so many more moves now. There were camera cuts. It, it just, it, the, the overall presentation got turned up by 10 and it was such a welcomed addition and it what's what makes this game stand out today my biggest love of this game and this is what made me love this game from the beginning was because every game before that the first thing you always play at least to me you start with hell in a cell and if they get hell in a cell right you're you're good <laughs> and they finally finally got hell in a cell right it wasn't just a cage over the ring with a roof on it it had space outside to move around it broke you could get on top you throw people through the center you could throw them off the top like it was very interactive and it was so good you could get you could interact with the cage inside you could throw people up against the cage you had like three or four moves that you could do with the cage you could do the cheese grater you could throw them up against irish whip them there was there's a lot of different ways to like they, they really did a good job on hell in a cell because i think that obviously everyone was complaining that no one ever did the hell in a cell correctly and they finally did it here and it was really really well done the ladder matches got a, a complete overhaul which was so nice there was one of the things that this game did was all the weapons had moves to them so if you were rock you could give people a ddt on the chair if you were rob van dam you could throw the chair and then he'd do the kicks into the chair like they all had their moves which was really really cool but for ladder matches you it from just bring it all you had to do was just run up the run up the ladder grab it and then that was it like now you had to beat your opponent so that they stayed down long enough for you to have enough time to climb to the top of the ladder, hold on to the ladder or hold on to the belt for long enough and then the belt would release. So you actually had to have a match. You had to have a real, you had to have a real strategy to win. So it made it so nice. Another thing here that the Royal Rumble is back. It's just your typical Royal Rumble that we would see for years to come. It, the thing that just bring it did really well was that they brought eight people into the match now we only got six and we only got six for a very long time until like this year with 2k22 we finally got eight wrestlers at a time so that's pretty much this pretty much set the standard back for uh royal rumbles but we're here this is what we really want to talk about what we really want to talk about is the season mode the season mode was so good the season mode was shown on the back of the game and so you know it was mentioned twice so you knew that this was going to be a big thing and we were really hoping that it would be something big especially if you know what happened in just bring it where you got the three matches and then that was it this was so good they delivered on all accounts it's basically where i spent i spent 95 percent of my time playing this game all in story mode for the first time well not the first time because you could do this in you could do this in just bring it it's open world so and clearly it's madison square garden which is a really cool idea especially thinking about it now would be pov on the concourse you could go to the souvenir stand you could stop and talk to wrestlers along the way which they always had the strangest interactions like usually like if you ever saw undertaker he'd punch you in the face 
if you saw if you ever caught a chance to stop and see Deborah, Deborah would like coerce you into like making cookies and then you'd see Stone Cold and it's it was a little strange but the the wrestlers that you would meet along the way in your travels and stuff like that as you were kind of free roaming they served as side missions but like they didn't really they weren't really like missions they were more like just like side interactions that would kind of lead to matches if you said the right things and speaking of saying the right things that the story mode is literally built on all of your actions so every action has a reaction which is fantastic and that's what we wanted and that's what we never got before back to the open world you could again you could go out into the streets of new york city you could take the subway and go to wwf new york and you could see where they did tough enough and all that there and it was just really well done and the area is immersive it's fun it's arcadey you could even make it snow in times square like it was really cool you have matches out there and everything it's just it was just a really good idea like you could even go into the gm's office if you had enough superstar points you can ask for a title match and depending on how many points you had it was depending on how good the title was so uh, whenever i recently played it i started with triple h obviously and i went right in and got a uh, an undisputed title match and now i'm the undisputed champion that leads to vince mcmahon hating me and trying to take me out and he's got a bunch of different people that are keep trying to take me out which is a really cool idea so another thing that i mentioned earlier is that every action has a reaction so the season mode runs for two full two full years you have four four weekly shows so depending on whatever show you get drafted to and we'll talk about the draft in a second depending on whatever show you get drafted to you'd have four of those weekly shows and you have pay-per-view and it just recycle over and over and over again so you do that for two full seasons then you can just restart and do it over again so once you did the pay-per-view matches that's how you got to the unlockables and the unlockables was brand new to the series you got like secondary attires you get move sets you could get arenas you could get loading screens it was a really cool addition so you had to play the season mode multiple times over to get all of the things unlocked if you wanted to do that and there was so many variations in ways that you could play the game that it never got old like you couldn't you could obviously do the same story twice but a lot of times you got a completely different story every time you played which was really cool the only thing that i have bad to say about the season mode is that it didn't have voiceovers the good thing about not having voiceovers is that it gave them the ability to have so many stories that they could do because they weren't limited to buy what was recorded. They could make up their own dialogue and you would just read it on the screen and it could be whoever you wanted to be. So it was really cool. It gave them a lot of freedom. Just kind of sucked because I was really wanting full voiceovers. So basically the season mode starts with Linda McMahon. This has to be like the first time we ever see Linda in a video game. It's really, it's really cool to see Linda. She welcomes you into the show. It's obviously a Raw show. And she says that they're going to do a draft. So you could draft, you could be the GM of whoever you wanted, whichever show you wanted. And then you could draft whoever you wanted to the show. It was perfect. You had full control over who was on your show. And then you could even pick yourself, obviously, or you could remain a free agent. This was really cool because the brand split thing had just happened the year prior. So if you're unfamiliar with how the brand thing started, basically they had too many wrestlers and they they couldn't fit everybody on the one show so they split raw and smackdown into their own unique exclusive brand so people only went to smackdown then other people went to raw and you didn't switch even though 
We know how WWE works. They obviously switched in and out. They still do today. That was the really cool thing that you could do. You had the ability to swap superstars in and out of shows, so you could really get people who you really wanted to face, and you could kind of drive your own story that way, which was really cool and innovative. As I said, there were so many cutscenes and no voiceovers that it really gave them freedom to do whatever they wanted to do. Uh, the writing isn't perfect, but the stories make logical sense, if that makes sense. So the dialogue that you're constantly reading on the screen isn't fantastic writing, but the actions behind it and how you got there was all logical. And, uh, and it's perfect. Like, if you're going to have that, especially in a game that's, you know, it's getting ready to turn 20 years old. Like, that's insane. So, yeah, so... If you played season mode, it's it's really, really, really good. And I love the season mode. I still play it today when I when I turn it on. It's so much fun. But to get in, I want to touch on the creation suite a little bit. I, I, I just didn't play. I have to mention the creative superstar just because I mentioned it in the Just Bring It. I personally didn't play it at the time, but literally nowadays, that's where I spend all of my time. Um, but back then I didn't have the patience to kind of figure out how to like put the codes in. And I didn't understand that if you literally just went on the internet, you could find all these codes and do this, but I didn't know how to do that back then. Smackdown shut your mouth does better than just bring it is that it adds a lot more detail, which is a lot more fun, obviously. Um, and it's just where the, the tiny details, like the thickness of the neck and the nose and all that, like those little details go a long way when you're trying to create a superstar. And you were able to do that and shut your mouth. So just wanted to touch on the creation suite a little bit before uh, I kind of get into the some of the weird things. I've been raving over this game, but there are some weird things. So the one of the weirdest things that you'll notice right away is the ringside area. So when you get out of the ring, it's like 20 feet long for some reason, like on all sides. It doesn't make any sense. It's literally like this for most of the PlayStation 2 games, but... For some reason, it's so enormous, and it, it when the first time you see it, like when you notice it, you can't unsee it. So if it's one of those things you're not looking for, you probably won't think about it, but when you do see it, it it's so hard to uh, notice it and have it not bother you. As previously mentioned, the big jump animation when you fall off of anything, it's, it's so hilarious. Like, it's... <laughs> Why is it so insane? I'll never know, but I guess it was the arcade style part of the game. You weren't allowed to do title matches. Now, the only time you could do, do title matches outside of season mode, or you couldn't do it outside of season mode, is what I'm getting at. You could do it in season mode by what I said, by going to the GM's office, and if you had enough points, you could challenge for a title, but if you were just doing a quick game or something like that, or an exhibition match, like, you couldn't put titles on the line, or and, you, and like I don't think that they were ever carrying or holding titles in those entrances outside of season mode so that kind of sucked we didn't get that till later and i believe we didn't get that until svr 2006 so we didn't get that for like four more years after this game and we're going to cover all those games in long form but um i mean it really did suck the pin system still button mash there's no real like skill you either either really is no logic or anything behind it or mythology of how you can get out of it so it's either you did or you didn't but that was i mean really those are the only few things that i had that were really weird to talk about so does it deliver so the things that it delivers on 100 is the season mode the season mode the season mode absolutely delivers on all accounts it literally the only change 
that I would say is to do the voiceovers, but then that would hold it the game back. So I don't even know if that's even like a really good thing to even a thing I'd even change about it at this point. Uh, the roster is vastly better, and there's so many great additions with styles and the models and the way they look, and they're all unique and different, which is hats off to them for that. The other thing that it advertised was the backstage areas. So it definitely delivered on the backstage areas. You could do whatever you wanted in the backstage areas. They're so much fun to do and they're so great. They look great. They're interactive. They're not boring. Hats off for that one. That gets a deliver as well. So they delivered on all three things that they advertised on the back of the game, which when you think about it, is, unre is, is unheard of because usually when they put something in the back of the game, you're always like, eh, they don't really, they, they, they're not doing that. They're not delivering that. But this one 100% delivered on every single thing that it said it would. The final verdict. SmackDown Shut Your Mouth is a game that took wrestling games basically to the next level. By far the best game that was ever released at the time. And when it, and it still shows today. The only reason that the game gets overlooked in wrestling game history is because of what came next with Here Comes the Pain and the SVR series. We will get to those games, obviously, like I said, in the future, but I just wanted to highlight uh, this game because looking back at my childhood, this is like some of the best times, and it absolutely deserves to be one of the best games that WWE has ever offered. And hats off to uh, WWE and THQ and all of them because this game is so awesome, and I'm going to, this game, you know, it was rated at like an 8.2 or an 8.9. This one's getting a 9.2. Like, this game is so good. But yeah, let me know what you think about Shut Your Mouth. Did you love this game as much as I did? Probably sure you probably didn't because I, I feel like I'm usually, people really overlook this game. Like I mentioned, they overlook it because of what came next. And what came next is what people refer to as the greatest wrestling game of all time. And I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I'm on that train. We're definitely going to we're going to review that game sometime this year. I don't really know if I'm on that train. With that, hopefully you all enjoyed today's show. It was uh, really cool to look back at this game cuz I love playing this game even today. Hopefully you all check out the Just Bring It uh, episode to see like how how the games were different, see how better Shut Your Mouth was compared to Just Bring It, but uh, check us out on socials at the underscore Podsky on Twitter, uh, the underscore Podsky on Instagram, and on Facebook at the Podsky with John Baker. Check out all of our latest shows. We finally hit the milestone. Super excited about the milestone. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week on the Podsky.